Today's show is sponsored by the Restillery. The Restillery creates custom-made lamps out of your favorite used bourbon bottles. We're talking handcrafted artisan work with no two exactly alike. Check out their shop at therestillery.com. That's R-E-S-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y dot com. Today's show is also sponsored by Wilson Artworks. Bourbon fans, if you're looking for heirloom quality handcrafted copper cups coated in silver, Wilson Artworks has the perfect mint julep cup or jigger for you. Check them out at wilsonjulepcups.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Bonded in Bourbon. I'm Armand, here with lovely Samara. We're here today after episode number three. We have uh, we have got two episodes in the can, getting going on episode number three. Hope you guys have been enjoying what we've been offering so far. We've got lots more for you. Samara, what's been going on? What we've been up to? Well, you know, we're in the middle of Bourbon Heritage Month. So right now, the big thing that's going on is Bourbon and Beyond. And that's actually this weekend in Louisville on September 22nd and 23rd. So you know we'll be there. I am actually going to be on stage moderating a panel called Valued Bourbon. So I'll be on the stage with the Heaven Hill Master Distiller, Denny Potter, good friend of mine, and Beth Burrows, who's also a mixologist for Jim Beam, and Josh Hollifield of Barton 1792. So just trying to wrap my brain around that and get on the plane and head over to Louisville for the weekend. So how does it work? How does you guys are on, you on the stage during the concerts or is it a separate stage? Yeah. So, you know, Bourbon and Beyond is a special weekend. It is a full on rock concert. Cheryl Crow and Lenny Kravitz and a lot of other big names are going to be performing the entire weekend. Um, but it's, you know, it's got the bourbon component. So there's an entire bourbon stage with speakers and panelists. There's going to be seminars, a grand tasting. They've got, you know, bourbon everywhere, cocktail stations, food pairings, you name it. So if you know, you're know you not sitting in front of a stage listening to great music and great acts, come on down over to the bourbon session and definitely sit in on our session um, to hear some all that's great going on in the bourbon industry. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of stuff going on all throughout Louisville that whole weekend. So, I mean, are there any other things you want people to know to hit? No, I mean... We'll get to that. <laughs> you know, we have an event uh, with Black Bourbon Society on the 20th uh, featuring Uncle Nearest. It's a it's called Cocktails and Cream. It's going to be at Fountain on 4th. And uh, we've worked with Bob over there to create a um, ice cream sundae, a, a whiskey spiked ice cream sundae with Uncle Nearest. And we're also going to have a whiskey and truffle pairing. Richie with Uncle Nearest will be doing uh, the tasting. And it's just going to be a great little social to get ready for the weekend. But there's just a ton of stuff always going on in Louisville. So it'll be a fun, fun week. Well, whiskey and ice cream definitely will bring out the people. <laughs> I'll definitely be there. <laughs> and I'll probably have two scoops. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we've got a great, great episode coming up for you guys. We are going to be tasting this week 
Smooth Ambler, Old Scout American Whiskey. Yeah. Smooth Ambler. So we yeah, that's one of our one of our favorites. So yeah. we'll uh we'll get in we'll come back, we'll go on a break and get into the tasting. This is bonded and bourbon. Okay. Now for a bit of bourbon lore brought to you by the Staven Thief Society, where you can study and deepen your enjoyment of America's native spirit while becoming an executive bourbon steward. While bourbon cannot have anything added to it aside from water and still retain the name bourbon, other whiskeys aren't so constrained. Scotch can have coloring added, and Canadian whiskey can have both color and flavor added. The most common additive is called caramel coloring because of its mouthwatering amber glow. And where is the world's largest maker of caramel coloring base? Louisville, Kentucky. So even when you're drinking something other than bourbon for some reason, you may well be sipping another product from the heart of bourbon country. And that's just one of the many pieces of bourbon history, trivia, and myth you'll learn on your way to becoming an executive bourbon steward with the Staven Thief Society. Sign up for a class today at staventhief.com. On behalf of the Staven Thief Society, I am Samara of Bonded and Bourbon. Armand, tell listeners about The Bar to Go. They've been a longtime sponsor, but people still may not know what they're all about. The Bar to Go features handcrafted American-made traveling mini bars. These canvas or leather pouches will carry everything you need to make a cocktail or take along with your favorite 50 milliliter bottles of bourbon. These things make great gifts for men or women, and you can check out the complete lineup at thebartogo.com, and that is the number two in the web address. Be sure to use the coupon code ABVN to get 30% off your order. Welcome back to Bonnet and Bourbon. I'm Armand here with Samara. We are here going to taste Smooth Ambler's Old Scout American Whiskey today. So Samara, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Smooth Ambler? Well, you know, Smooth Ambler is relatively new. They're based out of West Virginia. And, you know, they've got quite a portfolio. They've got the Old Scout American Whiskey. And they also have Contradiction, which is yummy, the Old Scout Single Barrel. And they just released earlier this year their first weeded bourbon, their first weeded project, which is called Big Level. Um, so they're fairly new, but, you know, they've, they're reasonably priced. You can find Smooth Ambler Old Scout on the market for about $39. And just to kind of quickly go over what we're tasting here, it's a blend of a uh, 36% rye bourbon and also a five-year-old whiskey. Um, and then they're kind of blended together in recharled, rejuvenated barrels. Um, so, you know, the age range is going to be between five and nine years, and um, it's about 90, 99 proof on it. So this is kind of the sweet spot for us, right, Armand? Like you kind of like the under anything under 100 proof, and I look everything over 100 proof. So we're kind of meeting in the middle, don't you think? Yeah, I think this is kind of right in the middle of our range, kind of the tight, higher end of my range, lower end of your right. range. But I think that the differences in our palates will give will, will give everybody a good, well-rounded uh, experience in terms of what it's like to actually taste it. Yeah. All right. So yeah. um, let's start pouring. Do so, you want to pour? Yeah. Yeah. So let's pour. 
and when we're and when we're gonna be rating and nose the taste of course and then the, and then the finish and so those are going to be the main things that you hear us when we mm-hmm. when we're referring to uh, the different areas in which and we're going to score each of those areas for you for you guys the viewers and then give a, a, a final score uh, for how we rate the how we rate the bourbon all right well let's, yeah. talk, let's talk about the appearance yeah all right so i've got mine ready well i think it's a nice golden amber killer um, it's a bit light, you know, but again, it's a blended whiskey. So I wouldn't say, you know, it's, I think it's a light for a bourbon, but, um, you know, for the age, I think it's a nice golden amber color. What do you think? I, I agree with that. I had it as a, I definitely had a golden, uh, written down. I consider it to be, it was a, l- a little, a little darker than some of the other bourbons that we've looked at, but, uh, still a rich golden color, very inviting. And so, um, makes you want to taste it okay so well, we, gotta, we gotta smell it first so yeah so what do you smell honestly i'm smelling a bit of cornflakes um and you know maybe because we just poured this open i'm i'm getting a few alcohol vapors on here i'm getting kind of a acetone um and a little, I smell the rye. You know, this is a rye bourbon, so I can totally smell the rye. Um, and I want to say I kind of smell some grass hmm. or like hay in here. What do you think? Um, it's to me, it's a little light on the nose. I do get some choc. I get some mm-hmm. chocolate notes, um, more like a milk chocolate than a dark chocolate. Um, I also get mm-hmm. a little hint of caramel, so kind of a chocolatey caramel. A nose also get a slight hint of coffee and so that's something that to me yeah. really kind of stands out and i would probably say uh between the chocolate the caramel the coffee probably the coffee note mm-hmm. is the strongest of the three but overall i would say the nose is pretty light so um it's it's still inviting right. still you know still something that you know makes you want to take makes you want to taste it and swallow so let's go ahead and do that all right well, what do you think? That is good stuff. <laughs> That's good stuff. I think so. I get, I, I get light wood notes, almost like a cedar, more so than like a heavy oak. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and I get a little bit of spice when it first gets on my when it first gets on my tongue. Um, as it passes. Um, the viscosity is kind of me- is a medium thickness. It does sit on my tongue for a little while, but other than that, it doesn't really do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So I get a little bit hint of the spice at the tip, and then it just kind of passes on through uh, as as it as it goes back to back to the finish. And so I, you know, I'll get to my notes on the finish, you know, but I want to hear what you thought in terms of you know when you first tasted it. Yeah, so you kind of added taste and mouthfeel. Um, to that. So I'll go ahead and I'll give my taste in my field too. Um, I actually, I did pick up the chocolate. I picked up like a semi-sweet chocolate. Um, I also picked up, I don't know what it is. I keep picking up this hay. Um, <laughs> and I think what you're saying is you're kind of got this, um, the cedar note to mm-hmm. it. I actually picked up tobacco. Oh, nice. With that. Okay. And so it's got a little bit of tobacco. I definitely am still feeling the pepper from the rye. I think I'm super sensitive to that because um, I keep picking it up. 
But um, overall, you know, it's got it's got some interesting notes that are kind of dancing around, and they're more on the you know on the rustic side, you know, with the with the wood, the tobacco, um, the dark chocolate, semi sweet chocolate. They're really they're more on the rustic side of a a, a flavor for me um, than you know other bourbons that kind of lend to be more sweet. And I would say those the sweeter the bourbon, the more viscous this is. So I actually didn't feel it; it was quite viscous. Um, but yeah, it definitely, um, you can definitely feel it and it does, it kind of just washes right through your palate without really, it doesn't linger for long. Like you get those flavors, but then they immediately dissipate. They don't stay much long. They don't stay there and kind of dance on your tongue for a while. So, Do you think that with the, the combination of the tobacco and the, um, and the grass that, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's an earthiness that you usually don't find in a lot of bourbons. Yeah, there's a quite, you know, there's a, I keep calling it rustic, but earthy is actually the, probably the better word. But there are, there are a couple of other bourbons that are very rustic and woodsy. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it's very rustic and woodsy. Um, like forged oak, for instance, that is super woodsy. Um, to me, yeah. just because it has that pine in it. But this just has those hints of, like, it could be there, but it's not boldly there yeah. as a forged oak would be, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But you can totally pick it up. I agree with that. So what are your final thoughts on the finish? Um, You know, the pepper from the rye, it sticks to your tongue, um, but that's about it. You know, the other flavors, like I said earlier, they kind of go away. They dissipate. So there's not rich. There's not much there to linger or to kind of just enjoy. Um, I guess this would you would say that this does make it an easy sipper um, because you could just keep sipping and sipping and there's nothing much to kind of savor the moment on. Um, But, you know, I also one interesting note that I did pick up on the finish was that. It does end kind of sour, hmm. almost like there's a a note of green apple on the end. Hmm. I, if you, when I do try and let it sit and just kind of really describe that feeling, it kind of turns sour for me. Okay, um, so. I, for me, the yeah. finish was very short. Um, it definitely did not mm-hmm. linger. Uh, there's there was no burn. Uh, no Kentucky hug for me. Uh, so it was just, it, it, it went down and then it was gone. So I understand what you say in terms of, well, that certainly can lend to a, uh, you know, what you making you want to sip it more and sip it longer. Uh, I think that some uh, drinkers would prefer a longer finish that, uh, they, that, that stays with you, that stays with you for right. a while. But uh, I, I thought that the finish was pretty, was pretty short uh, and I would say rather nondescript, uh, you know, if I would say use a word. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. Okay, let's well, total this up. <laughs> I can't up wait to see how you up. actually scored this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with our scores and let you guys know what exactly what we thought about it and how we ranked, uh, how we rated the bourbon. This is Bonded in Bourbon. Hey, babe, there's a lot going on in the world of bourbon right now. Are we planning any trips? We sure are. I'm working on our trip to the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival. 
But wait, that's not until March 20th through the 23rd, 2019. Why would we be working on that one already? The New Orleans Bourbon Festival has gotten so popular. It's a year-round event. Barbara and Tracy are hard at work getting everything lined up and to prepare. They put an early bird ticket price out there right now where you can enjoy the cheapest ticket prices of the year. Plus, if you're considering a VIP experience, those tickets are going fast. I think people want to start working on their own plans to attend the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Where do they need to go and what do they need to do? Get your early bird discount tickets now for the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival at NewOrleansBourbonFestival.com. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Bonded and Bourbon. Uh, this is Armand here with Samara. We are tasting Smooth Ambler's Old Scout American Whiskey. And we are going to get into uh, giving our scores, our ratings for the uh, for the bourbon now. So, Samara, why don't you start off? Tell us how you scored the appearance. So, you know, we looked at the um, the color of the of the bourbon and or the whiskey, because this is an American whiskey blend. Um, and I gave it a golden you know, it was a golden amber color. So for that, plus a labeling, which we really didn't get into earlier, but the packaging is pretty cool. It's kind of Boy Scout-ish. Um, I decided to give it a seven on appearance. All right. Well, I I love the golden, uh, the golden color, uh, the darkness of it, actually, I really enjoyed. Uh, and it, the key to me on the appearance is, of course, you know, does it make me want to smell it? Does it make me want to taste it? And so I thought it did a really good job of that. I gave it an eight for appearance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what did you what did you think about for the for the nose? You know, the notes was okay. The alcohol definitely threw me off. Um, and the rye, I'm not a big rye fan I'm, at all. But, you know, really the alcohol vapors and the um, uh, upon the first, you know, sniff of it definitely was a detractor for me. Um, so I actually gave it a seven. I actually agree with that. I gave it a seven as well. I, got, I liked the combination of the chocolate. Uh, the caramel and the coffee. I just felt that overall they were a little light. So it was kind of a hint of those things Mm -hmm. and not necessarily something that was really kind of grabbed me. Certainly it still did invite me to continue the the tasting process, uh, but um, wasn't something that grabbed me like where I would give it a nine or a 10. So I I gave it a seven on the nose. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just kind of hard. Like, I always like stiff, stuck my stick my nose down into a Glen Clear, and then I'm like trying to pick up the smells, and I just really couldn't get that much off of it. And I don't know if it was a, you know, a reaction to me putting my nose so deep down in the glass trying to pick up the actual scents. I just all I got was alcohol. Um, so I kind of agree with that. It was very faint. And it was actually really hard to review. Okay. So. All right. Well, how did it taste to you? It tasted, you know, we said they had the hints of chocolate, um, also the the hay and um, the tobacco smell, very rustic. Um, it didn't wow me. It, you know, I do think that Smooth Ambler, you know, we talked about value bourbons um, for Bourbon and Beyond. I think it's a great value bourbon um, at 39. It's a little bit over that category, but um, it just didn't wow me. It wouldn't be my my favorite everyday sipper, but just something that would, you know, I could drink 
if it was available. So I give it a seven. Yeah, I, I think that it was is definitely uh, what you call a value bourbon. I think that um, for for what you pay for it, I think that I mean you get a decent you, you get a decent palate, a, de- a decent taste. Uh, I, nothing really stuck out to me or really stayed with me. Like I said, I had the those more light wood notes, the cedar notes, a little bit of spice, but not a lot of anything. Um, but I think at you know between thirty five and forty dollars, I think it's definitely something that you can keep at home. Uh, you can serve and guest, surf with surf with guests, and probably makes a, makes a great cocktail as well. So I, I ended up giving it a six for the taste. Um, but I think that it's a I think it's a, a, a good addition to the collection um, that you, that you could have. Yeah, you know I really want Smooth Amber. They're new on the scene. Um, and they've been around for a couple of years, but I, I look forward to what they become, you know? So it's like, we can't, you know, a six and a seven sounds really low. Um, but knowing that this is a part of their, you know, their original line and really looking to see where they're going to grow as a company, it definitely gives them room to grow, but this is, you know, it's pretty basic for me. Yeah. And definitely they got a lot of potential yeah. and love what they're doing over there. And so, you know, we look forward to additional iterations. Yeah. Um, what about the mouthfeel? Mouthfeel was, it was good. It was, a, you know, it was this, you know, decent viscosity on it. Um, it definitely did flow right through. And then I'm just going to, you know, dive right into the finish on it too. You know, short finish. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you keep sipping and you don't get to that sour apple note in the back end, I think you'll be fine. So for mouthfeel, I gave it an eight, and for the finish, I gave it a seven. Well, I gave so I gave it a seven on the mouthfeel. I thought it was medium thick, um, definitely not as viscous as, as some of the other bourbons that are out there. Um, but it didn't do a whole lot else. And so, you know, it just kind of sat there, sat there for a little while. And then the finish was very short. Like I said, it was very short. It was warm, uh, no burn, but it, it was uh, it, it was over pretty quickly. So I gave it a seven in terms of the mouthfeel, gave it a six for the finish. So my total score uh, that I came up with was a 34. So what was yours? Yeah. Uh, thirty six was my total score. So, so what does that bring us at? You're the math wizard out of the two of us. <laughs> so my range would be a seventy. So a pretty decent score. Uh, you, you guys will see as you listen more and we get more reviews done. You'll see that uh, that's a that, you know that's a that's a halfway decent score. So especially for somebody's first attempt there. So uh, we look forward to trying future yeah. iterations of of the uh, of the old scout. Right. Um, I kind of feel bad, like when we give a low score like seventy, we're kind of harsh. We're like Siskel and Ebert here, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know we'll we'll figure this out, and you know we it's no it's it's not a super low score, right? right. Like it's well, a good whiskey. And, so. and like I said, you know, it seems like it's a low score because this is episode three, right? And so. Uh, you know, it may be a low score out of three, the lowest score out of the three that we've done, but you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of, of different uh, bourbons and whiskeys that we'll end up doing reviews on. And like I said, you, you'll see that as we begin to do 
more and more of these, you'll see that that's a, that's actually a, that's a decent score. That's a, a decent score. It's a decent whiskey, and we really, uh, you know, it, it is in, and it's enjoyable, yeah. especially offering, a, as Samar said, as a value bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm throwing it in the value bourbon. It's a little over that category, but uh, you know, thirty nine dollars is still a decent price. I think these days for for bourbon or whiskey in general. Um, so yeah, I consider this to be a bourbon, a value bourbon, and um, an everyday sipper. I'll put it in that category too. Sounds so. good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, so what else do we got going on coming up? What do you want everybody to know? Well, no, you know, the big thing for us is, again, it's Bourbon and Beyond weekend, and that's this weekend, September 22nd and 23rd. We also have our event for Black Bourbon Society on the 20th. So, you know, literally, I'm going to, you will in our podcast, I'll start packing so I can get on the plane to go over on that side of the country. But we've got our event on the 20th with Uncle Nearest called Cocktails and Cream, and that's at Fountain, Fountain on 4th in Louisville, Kentucky. And it's from six to eight. We'll be featuring Uncle Nearest cocktails and, uh, you know, whiskey, ice cream sundaes. We've got truffles and we've got the pairing, um, the wine tasting and pairing with the truffles. So it's going to be a great afternoon, just a light mixer. Um, You know, this is the end of summer. Summer ends on the 22nd. So this is really just our end of summer um, ice cream social. Just come have some some cocktails, meet up with me and, you know, the rest of the Black Bourbon Society members. And we'll just have a fun afternoon um, with whiskey and ice cream. That sounds like an amazing time. And uh, I think everybody should definitely come out and check out what we've got going on in Louisville and have a good time. Enjoy bourbon and beyond. And uh, and, you know, we'll just we'll have a good time together, everybody. Uh, Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be doing Yippee Kaye. So uh, looking forward to that. So uh, everybody stay tuned and uh, and check us out. Check us out next week. Uh, Thanks for listening. And this has been Bonded in Bourbon. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Armand, why would someone be interested in a still from Moonshine Still Pro? Well, there are those that want distilled water, and the stills from Moonshine Still Pro certainly can do that. Others like the idea of a still in their man cave or she shed. I mean, is it really complete without one? Finally, there are those that are trying to tap into the rebellious American spirit, like was exemplified during the Prohibition era, as people gathered to connect and share a drink. No matter what your personal need for a still is, Moonshine Still Pro has a still that suits it, and they have parts that you can't find at your local hardware store if you're trying to build your own. I think people want to know more. Where do they need to go? You can find Moonshine Still Pro at www.moonshinestillpro.com. They also have a secret insider site, www.knock3times.com, with the number three, where they often have discount codes and other secret insider content. Bonded in Bourbon is part of the ABV Network. For more information or to advertise on the show, please log on to abvnetwork.com. 
Bonded in Bourbon is created by Bowen Zell Productions.